All right, welcome to the Art and Span show. Of course, on Q106FM.com or through your RSS feed, however you listen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is a new project that uh, I'm very excited about. Uh, You know, I'm getting older, so it it takes me a lot to get excited. You know, but once I'm excited and I'm once I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. You are like 30 years old in the body of a 14 year old talking about when I'm getting older. Yeah. It takes me a lot to get excited. Dude, I'm 43. I know. But the thing is, so like this morning I was uh, I went to the gym. And uh, if if you go to the gym and you don't talk about it in some form of media, you didn't go to the gym. So for one, I got that out for the day. (laughs) Everyone needs to know I went to the gym. Okay. Uh, for two, I got home, showered. And I was looking through my closet, and I found my Black Dahlia Murder t-shirt that I've had for years and years and years. But the problem is, is that it's not very work-friendly, I guess. But at the same time, I wanted to feel like a 14-year-old going to Hot Topic for the first time. So, Man, yeah, you looked the part. I know. I've got my Vans on, I've got my tight jeans, and I've got my Black Dahlia Murder t-shirt. Man, I noticed that t-shirt, and I was like, that shirt makes me uncomfortable. I know. Don't say that too out loud, because then Terry's going to make me turn it inside out. It's going to be like the first time that I wore a Marilyn Manson shirt to school up in northern Michigan. They're like, you better turn that around right now. I was oh like, my it's just his face. That's offensive. I was like, all right. Jesus, your lack of teeth are offensive. Seriously, this actually happened. Yes. Like they made you turn the shirt inside yeah, out. So I used to wear, like, I'm starting to realize now that it's literally been 15 years of wearing the same style t-shirts, which I found out isn't that bad. Like, our boss wears metal t-shirts on Friday for Casual Friday. And I was like... All right, so I'm going to do that. And then I realized, like, man, I've been doing this for 15. I've been wearing, like, Hot Topic t-shirts for 15 years. Like, it's not a thing that I'm growing out of anytime soon. Like, it's kind of a, you know the Cradle of Filth shirt? I'm not. I'm not going to go any further. But you know the cradle. Of I do not know the cradle. Okay. I don't wear metal T-shirts. Uh, I just wear plain black T-shirts. Well, my buddy and I, we went to school in Northern Michigan. Obviously, I graduated with a class of 68 people. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about small? It uh, was small. 71 in mine. See, hey, small town, hell yeah! <laughs> but the thing is, is him and I would always wear black T-shirts, metal T-shirts, and he wore. Uh, I can't believe that he wore it. I'm not going to tell you what the shirt is, but if you know Cradle of Filth and you know their one specific merch that has gotten them banned everywhere, you could Google okay, it if you I'm want. I'm Googling it right now. He wore that shirt, and it got him in big trouble. Cradle of Filth just put in, t-shirt. Just put in uh, uh, Jesus. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm oh, going to no. stop there because this is, we need to be friends. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. He wore that to school. Like, you want to talk about, where are the parents? <laughs> who, who let that kid buy that shirt? Dude. Yeah. Well, kids are crafty. I mean, cr- ki- that when is kids true. leave the house, they will do whatever the heck they want to sometimes. Yeah. And if they have $15 in a dream, yeah. they can make you look like a bad parent and piss off the entire administration in five seconds. Yeah. Like, kids, when they want to do something, I mean, you can hope and pray that they're not going to make bad decisions when they get out of your eyesight. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes they just got to get a Cradle of Filth t-shirt. It's going to piss everybody off. I know. And the thing is, some kids are just destined yeah. for a life of hard lessons. <laughs> like, oh like, And that's the thing. Like, uh, um, My buddy and I went to go see, I'll never forget, we went to go see Cradle of Filth in Detroit at Harpo's. And you want to talk about an eye-opening experience for two 18-year-old kids. We get out of the car. We go into Harpo's. And if you've been to Harpo's, you know I call it the 10-foot stage. 
Like you go up to the stage and it's like the the bottom of the stage is eye level with you. Like if you were to try and jump off that stage, you're seriously injuring yourself. It's up there for a reason. Yeah. And we saw I remember it was um it was the 69 eyes and cradle of filth. And I remember just looking up and seeing little 5 foot 3 Danny Filth playing, you know, just screaming just Gah! and it was like I'm in love. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then we went outside of the venue, and all the antennas were broke off of the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harpo's yeah. is rough, man. Yes. I've heard some Harpo stories. Oh, my God. I have, Ooh. like, band buddies who have had their cars robbed. Yeah. Their uh, trailers broken into. Yeah. Who, like, they want the experience, so they have the story. It's kind of <sighs> weird how you can get away with not having security, like <laughs> anyway. But and it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bragging right yeah. for people who come and perform at your place. And then there's other bands who are so entirely badass. Yeah, there's no way anybody will mess with their stuff. It's scary. You know what's it's crazy? Scary. One of those bands I think uh, is Black Label Society. Oh yeah. Like oh. you would oh. never in your entire life, and I think it did happen once where somebody stole Zach Wilde's signature guitar and it was like his touring guitar. Ooh. But the thing is, it's like Zach Wilde and Black Label Society, you don't mess with them. No. Like they're one of the few groups that you just brought up that it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even attempt to be like, hey, your music sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And they're popular on a level where their fans are like more it's dangerous than the actual band. Like, at this point, Zach Wilde doesn't have to throw hands. Mm -mm. His fans can't wait to jump and stomp you with their steel toe boots if yeah. you mess with the band. Like, say an, say an untoward word about that band oh, yeah. while they are performing. And like, 17 bespectacled, ponytailed, like, <laughs> angry, yeah. like, 50-year-old men who've been listening to this band oh, yeah. for 40 years are going to have a problem with your very existence in their space. Certified badasses. Yeah, you have two choices. Be a Black Label Society fan or be elsewhere. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's you it. know, you know, another band that's like that, and I guess I didn't realize, like, you know, we were talking about getting older and uh, Hatebreed. You want to talk about diehard fans? <sighs> I witnessed them at the machine shop, and it was uh, it was Acacia Strain and Hatebreed. And it was the first time in my entire life where I walked in and I was like, I'm pretty much the youngest kid here. I mean, their fan base is getting older. When Perseverance came out, that was their album. And ever since then, they've had Concrete Confessionals. That's their latest album. But man, you want to talk about big, burly dudes that will knock you out by flicking you. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. It was the first time that I witnessed a wheelchair crowd surf. They lifted the kid up. And let him go. And he's just crowd surfing in the wheelchair. It was Do the most know, badass thing ever. You know, it's bizarre to me that I have seen wheelchair crowd surfing at least three times. So it's normal to you. It's like, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's normal. It's just like every time I see it, it's a spectacle. It's yeah. like this person's having the time of their life. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the fact that this person gets to be up there and see the show. The pictures are bananas. And yeah. it's kind of like the signature that, you know, the band has gotten the crowd to the appropriate yes. level. Yes. Like when the wheelchair guy is crowd surfing, <laughs> you know the show has arrived. You know that they have hit peak. Like when yep. it comes to performance when it comes to crowd appeal yes that i remember i went to a white chapel show and you want to talk about madness i mean people just flying in the air and then it was that was the second time that i had witnessed a wheelchair crowd surf which to me is like like it's the ultimate fandom like when you have someone so dedicated to your music that they're like hey 
Lift me up. I'm going up. Like, you haven't lost it. You're still going strong. Dude, I don't even think they ask. I think people ask them. <laughs> They're like, yo, do you want to go up? And the guy's like, uh, sure. And before you know it, somehow they managed to get this. Per- and it, a it's wheelchair insane. in the air is not a wieldy item. No. Like, it is oblong. It's yeah. weird. It has it has axles. Yeah. And it moves. And it slides. And somehow, all these collective hand brain hands can keep this person not only upright and safe. Yeah. And in the wheelchair without a seatbelt, right. but they keep them progressing towards the front, the side, the back. Yep. Like it's the wheelchair crowd surf really is kind of the pinnacle of crowd surfing. Like I have had 250 pound dudes that I've had to get off of my head yeah. when I was at a show and I've had like 90 pound girls that I was just like, I don't even know how you can explain <laughs> yeah. to anyone what happened to you when you're in the air. Right. Like I just got, I mean, you have guts that I don't have because I do not want strange people. Well, Okay, okay. I just tapped into a fantasy I can't go into. But if I was, if I was like a female, I can't imagine all these dude hands. God. I see them going. I I push them off of me. Yeah. But like the wheelchair guy yeah. is like that's 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 the that's not the major leagues. That's not the all star game. That's the Hall of Fame. That's the legend. Sh- yes, yes. Yes. And the thing is too is I, you know. I've I've reached an age to where a couple of weeks ago I went to go see this band called Knock Loose in, in Grand Rapids and it was an awesome show. It's one of the best shows I've ever been to. But I've reached peak oldness because I was like, man, I really want to crowd surf. I, I, it's one of my favorite things. But then you start thinking like, man, it's all about me if I crowd surf. Like I'm getting to that age to where I'm starting to consider other people's feelings instead of just being an 18 year old, you know, loose cannon that's just like throwing myself on people. But then. So I just, I I stood there, I watched the show, I had a couple buddies with me, and I was nodding my head. The next day I wake up, I was so sore, man, from nodding my head. You did say you go to the gym, right? Yeah, well, I I started after that, I swear. That was when I was like, this can't happen. I was about to say, like, dude, come on. This can't happen. I, I couldn't believe, for one, my legs were sore from standing, and I was like, I have become flubber. Yeah. I, I've become just old man. Yeah. And it's it's so it's so depressing. Like it's like like someone told me, like, when you reach 30, it's all downhill. Like things just start breaking and falling apart. And then when you reach 40, it's even worse. And I was like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. And like literally two weeks before I turned 40, I headbanged for 30 seconds and I was miserable for three days. <laughs> all of the ibuprofen. <laughs> well, as a 45 year old, 43, four, I can't remember my age. See, that's another thing that yeah. comes with old age. <laughs> but the thing that the thing that's nice about getting older, like I heard people tell me all the time, like, oh my God, getting old stinks, getting old stinks. Getting old stinks when you think of yourself as a 25 year old person. Yeah. If you think of yourself in the context of a person who is that age, it's actually pretty cool because you know exactly Exactly what you like, mm-hmm. you know exactly what you don't like. You're getting to a position in society where you can make those things happen. Yeah. You can tell everybody else to get off get off the stage. And yeah, I mean, granted the knees click a little bit more than you expected. Yeah. Maybe it takes a little bit longer for you to get awake. Maybe it takes a little bit longer for this, that, and the other to get done. But in the end, you're still having a good time. Yeah. If you set yourself up right to have that good time. And diet and exercise is definitely a big part of it. As I say, that as a 320-pound man. But you know what? I was talking to you about this the other day. And I'm not trying to fluff your feathers or just make you feel good about yourself. But there's certain people that have, like my buddy Mark, he's got a build to him. To where it's like, he can mess some stuff up if he needs to. And you've got that same build of like, you're not walking around with your gut sticking out. And you're like, you know, right. you're you're very... 
fit. Like you said, three twenty the other day. I was like, you're lying. There's no way. Actually, I said three ten because I thought it was three ten, and then I got <laughs> weighed by the doctor and said it was three twenty. I'm like, how am I gaining weight on a fourteen hundred? A calorie a day diet, but that's a whole other conversation. Are you so, really fourteen hundred? Yeah, I'm, I don't like. You are one of the most meticulous people when it comes to what you put in your body. I'm learning this as as we go on with this podcast and just in general. Uh, <laughs> we've known each other for almost two years now, and I've never met somebody who is so meticulous and so about statistics and what you put in your like like the bag that you come in with. Like you know everything. <laughs> Literally, Span is a CVS pharmacy. Yeah. Like, and and I I learned this because Span always comes in with the same backpack, and he pulls out this Ziploc bag where you could literally put a human head inside of it. It's yes, that big could. for a comparison. Yes, and the one day I was like, Span, it's allergy season. This is the first year I'm really dealing with it. I'm dying. You're like, oh, I got something for that. And you pull out this giant bag and you set it down. You're like, I got this, this, this. But that came with age. Yes. That came with age. Yes. Like, I'm just like, yo, you have everything. And you're like, yep, this is for this. This is for yeah. this. This is for this. You were naming off stuff that I don't even think Neil deGrasse Tyson knows about when it comes to science, when it comes to biometric pressure in your body. Like, it's nuts. But with age, you're like, hey, listen, I ain't breaking down. Uh, you're well, going to yes, have to break me down. You can't just throw your body as grist for the mill anymore. You yeah. actually have to pay attention to stuff. And that's the thing. If you pay attention to stuff, you can still, have a good, you can still stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. but you got to know what pharmaceutical assistance <laughs> you may need. You may need some vitamin B12. Yeah. You might need a couple extra Red Bulls. But you can, and you have to know what's going to happen the next day. So you know you got to drink a bunch of water. Yeah. You know you got to make sure you cancel any morning plans. Yeah. If I mean, the problem with growing old in the mind of most people is that they don't prepare themselves for what it is to grow older. Yeah. If you prepare yourselves, especially in the age of 2020, like there is entirely too many assistants you have out. I mean, if you were grow, if you were growing old in like let's say 1819, yeah. You know, growing old then is like you're 35 and like, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. It's like you're five foot one and you're the tallest in your village mm-hmm. and everybody's about to die once yeah. they hit 35. Like now, like they're saying age expectancy is like early 80s. It's nuts because when you think about it, you know, I'm watching a show called Hell on Wheels right now and it's about after the war ended and after Lincoln died, like and it's got a storyline and everything. But I was watching it and there's a scene and I'm not trying to, you know, spoiler alert, I'm on episode two, so I'm not ruining much. OK, but there was a scene where this girl had to stitch herself up and there's no doctors around. She's by herself in the middle of the woods and she's like trying to figure out and there's a fire and she had an arrow and she took the arrow out and she like made it into this tool and she's st- and I'm like, yo, I'm on a treadmill right now. <laughs> I've got my wireless headphones in. I'm watching this on my phone. I've got the wife, and I'm sitting here complaining because it's too hot in here. Right? <laughs> right. When you start putting things into perspective, or you know, even segueing into our next topic about Gene Simmons, I went to go see Kiss uh, in Grand Rapids with my dad. It was one of the greatest experiences ever. The big thing about Gene Simmons and about the whole Kiss thing—I don't know if you had heard about this—but about a month ago, they called out Paul Stanley for lip syncing and having a backing track. I mean, they went in on him. Wait. Kiss went in on Paul Stanley. No, no, no. The the fans, oh, the fans that were... went to the show okay. were getting refunds because there was actual evidence posted on YouTube of Kiss having a backing track and Paul Stanley having a backing wait, track. Wait, 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 wait. Fans of a band mm-hmm. snitched mm-hmm. on their band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know wow. what? The show itself was one of, if not the greatest show I've ever been to ever. 
I mean, seeing my dad who grew up as a Kiss fan and having that experience with my dad alone was awesome. I mean, we could have went to go see Cher and it would have been great just because, you know, that father-son moment. But watching Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons do their thing on stage at that age, I don't care if there's a backing track because they have put in their time. They have, they, you're going to say, you're going to, you know how many bands have backing tracks? I mean, come on. It's, it's all it's probably 80%. Yeah. But it, the fact, the fact that you went to the show and there wasn't enough pyro, Paul Stanley was flying in the air and you're going to complain about, but it's the getting old thing. It's like you reach, you expect this band, this legacy band, because they are a legacy band, whether you like Gene or not, the band itself is one of the greatest rock bands of all time. But the fact that you got so fickle because they're getting a little old, that, that upsets me. I'm still tripping on the fans that yeah. snitched on their band. Yeah. Taking video, man. There's video of Paul Stanley, you know, doing his thing. And you could tell he's doing a backing track. But come on. But the, the dude's fan- 900 years old. The fans are playing investigative reporter mm-hmm. on their own band and using it as, le- you know, here's a question. Okay. Okay. All those years you spent believing in this band. Okay. Yeah. Is a backing vocal really the point right. where you shut down that interest? Like, you paid for the money to go to the show. Mm-hmm. You were enjoying whatever opening band or ignoring why you get popcorn, that right. opening band. Yeah. And then you go in and Kiss is playing. And your only thought amongst 40,000 screaming fans mm-hmm. and all that energy and all that music and the speakers blasting and the pyro going up and the booms blowing up. Mm-hmm. And you're mad because Paul Stanley is using <laughs> a backing track. Yeah. What on, like, <laughs> of all the things you could be, fo- like, just leave, man. But you know what? 20 years ago. And again, this is the the topic of this podcast is getting old because 20 years ago, people didn't have social media to vent and complain about trivial stuff like this. They just went and enjoyed the show. And if they didn't like it, maybe they called Ticketmaster and said, hey, I want a refund. But you know what? Ticketmaster probably back in the day was like, hey, go F yourself. We're not giving you a refund. Why do you say back in the day? Like Ticketmaster is going to do what Ticketmaster is going to do. You do not have a choice. But But here's, I have to say this. mm -hmm. I have to get this out. If this is the point where you have to complain about your band. Here's a question. Do you stop being a fan? Right. Most of these right. people who complain, yeah. they're not going to stop being fans. No. They're going to keep being fans, get in the fan forums, and complain, yeah. and just throw poop at everybody else who dares to dissent from their opinion. And then you'll have the people who hate the backing vocals, and yeah. the people who don't give a rip about the backing vocals, and then the people caught in the middle who are just like, I just want to enjoy the show. Right. And the, and the whole point is, it's all going to cause some agitas amongst the fandom it's not and it's not going to get rid of fans these people are still going to pay for those tickets they're still going to go to the show and they're still going to be like it's like dude don't nobody care about you right nobody paid 40 excuse me i I was about to say 40 dollars i know i know that was very dumb that's very dumb i didn't pay 175 dollars for a pair of kit for a kiss ticket to, to complain about how the show is administered. Because I tell you, if I get to that point, I've already made the decision. I'm committed. Yeah. So if you are making that commitment, 
and you get there and you have complaints to make, I question the whole way you live your life. Well, and the other thing is, too, is it's like it's very easy to join the bandwagons of things. So, for instance, you know, you had brought up, I was like, hey, what are we talking about this morning? You're like, well, I want to talk about Gene Simmons. And I, I automatically went to the negative spectrum because if it's news about Gene Simmons, it's most likely him being, you know, for lack of better words, a douche. Like, let's just be honest. But you brought up some actual good stuff about Gene, but it's yeah. that whole bandwagon thing of like people use social media and YouTube to complain. And I'm just like, I'm getting too old for that stuff. I like, I want to talk about good. What's some good Gene Simmons news for the day. Well, some good. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it good. Uh, is that I didn't know he was born in Israel, which isn't hither or thither, but having been born in Israel, knowing his age mm -hmm. means that while World War II was going on, he had parents yeah. that were involved in what could have gone down. And what I did not know is that Gene Simmons's mom survived the Holocaust. What? Yes, I did not know that. It <sighs> shocked the heck out That's of me. That's heavy. Yes. And, and But when I was reading the article... And I stopped reading after, well, I read like about seven, eight paragraphs in. I didn't know it was that long. It was all this political stuff. But the thing in the back of my mind the whole time, he's still with, he's still with her? Shannon Tweed? Like, he's still with her? Like I'm, I'm unfamiliar. And, and, this and, is the age gap right here. Okay. Now, <laughs> the thing about Shannon Tweed is that for every male in their 40s who had access to Skinamax, when they were young, <laughs> Shannon Tweed was the queen of Skinamax. I'm going to Google it. She was... Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, don't? No, no, not on the no, company computer? Not on the company computer, bro. <laughs> not on the company What about on my phone? On my phone, on it's your, okay. Make sure the Wi-Fi is <laughs> turned off. Make sure the Wi-Fi is turned off, bro, because they track incognito that. Incognito mode. <laughs> not incognito. That can be tracked. Right. Get off the Wi-Fi and then ask Google the questions you have for it. And get ready. All right. Uh, while, while I'm doing that, explain to the people. Shannon Tweed is this hot fit blunt who was that way with like big old luscious every, she's just a tasty morsel that okay one, who spent a lot of time i believe in playboy but maybe oh I'm wow wrong. i just remember that when when shannon tweed and gene simmons were together for the first like 15 or so years of their relationship they were just boyfriend and girlfriend uh -huh. and gene would not commit to marrying her even after they started having children yeah gene but was slanging it he, yes. everywhere he had no care in the world i actually have a funny story about gene simmons oh god during that about period. him slanging it well <laughs> give me a second give, we'll get there we'll get there We'll get there. So, but the whole point about Shannon Tweed is that like she was a Skinamax star. Like she has a, she has probably about forty movies if you go to her IMDb. See, and she's probably naked in ninety nine percent of them. See, Google's and, just showing me the PG thirteen ones. Yes, yeah, so. you gotta turn off the I filters, know, man. I know. Go we'll get to it. that later. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> so the idea. The, the funny thing is I remember that they were doing an interview together because they were promoting uh, Gene Simmons Family Values, a television show. Yeah, 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 have. yeah. And uh. They were asked if they would get married. And Gene Simmons was like, ah, we're not really feeling it right now. And she kind of looked at him like, what, what do you mean? Yes, yes. So, you know, when a chick is with you for 98 minutes and she likes you, mm -hmm. she won't mind getting a marriage proposal, right? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so the fact that they've been together 15 years, got a couple kids who were in the interview. Yeah. And they're asking, like, why don't you marry her? And he's like, I, mean, I think we'll I do remember seeing yeah, that clip. You can, oh, you can watch this clip. Because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. The idea that they're still together. And they said wife. They didn't say girlfriend. They said wife. So I was like, wait a second. When did they get married? I had no idea they were married. Now, that could have been like five, ten years ago. Somebody out there knows the date. And it's like, how come you don't know, man? <laughs> like, look, man, I don't care about Gene Simmons' life that deep. I just don't. I'm living a pretty good life. I ain't paying that much attention. So uh, kiss my grits, bro. But the whole point is, they're together even still after all these years, after that conversation, yeah. which is not only a testament to the will of a woman who loves you, mm -hmm. but to the mania of that whole life situation. Because he knows she he dated her because he probably saw her in one of those films yeah. or on the pages of Playboy. And while she's making these films... He's out, well, okay, and here's where I get to my story. Because, like, he knows she's in these films, but yeah. clearly it's not freaking him out. And there's rumors, and in some of those films, they didn't pantomime. What? That's a big word. What does that mean? Um, they didn't fake it. These are all Skinamax movies. Wait, hang These on. are supposed to be soft core, which means they may act wait, like they're doing dirty, wait. but the parts aren't actually touching. There's rumors that in some of those movies, the parts were actually touching. Wait, you just blew... They don't actually. No, that doesn't. Okay, okay, okay. That's right. This, this, again, this is this is the age difference. Yeah. Of, okay. In movies today Whoa. that are like that, mm -hmm. uh, the soft core movies that are like that, uh -huh. they are actually doing the deed. Okay. But the camera angles are hiding those parts. Okay. Right. They release right. a part for Skinamax. Yeah. And Playboy knows, and they release the part. For people, and I can't believe I'm saying I know all this stuff in public, and I'm starting to sweat with all these admissions and the hotness in the room, but whatever, we're already here, we're going to figure this out. So the whole point is, they they make these movies this way now. Back yeah, then, they weren't it was actors, like, what? straight up, there was no, there weren't, if you were actually in... Uh, a pornographic film, uh -huh. you couldn't be hired for these movies because these movies considered themselves highbrow enough. Like they art real almost. Yes, yes. What? Yes, yes. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. But we'll Shannon, there was rumors that uh, some of them were yes, real. Yes. real. Yes. But while she was making these movies, for which he clearly fell in love with her and decided he wanted her for his own, yeah. he was still out doing things. Right. And this is my personal... I Okay, I used to work at the Palace and Pine Knob. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I worked security. Uh-oh. And I was, there's several posts you can have. Uh, I elevated very quickly because of my charm and joie de vivre. <laughs> but but uh, I got to the point where I could pick my assignment. Yeah. And one day they were low on people in the pit for a Smashing Pumpkins show. Okay. And so they had me go into the pit. And they asked me if I wanted to go because I was at the point where they, they would ask me. And I said, sure. Because I, I hadn't worked the pit at that point, which usually you have to, but again, joie de vivre, and I passed <laughs> all that stuff. So anyway, I was working the pit. People are crowd surfing, coming to the front. And this is like the mid-90s where crowd surfing in arenas was just coming to the fore. Like, it wasn't a thing. Like, it's okay. not expected like it is now. Right. Like, back then, it was like kind of unusual. Yeah. And arenas were just starting to allow it. They used to have security run through the crowd and pull down people and stick right. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Well, they used to stop people with joints, too. I don't know if they still do that. Now it's not so much of a big deal. That but is a whole other conversation yeah. that we can definitely have on another Next show. podcast. Yes, next podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a hilarious topic there. But um, 
they used to go through the crowd and pull people down and stop people from crowd surfing because they figured it was an element of liability. Yeah. Well, now they just air like things in the arena. Right. Say if you choose to crowd surf, you do it at your own risk. Right. But what they do provide is crowd is crowd crowd uh beat. Security people in the pit who will catch you when you get to the front, put right. you down, and a way to get back out into the crowd when yeah. you eventually come back. So while I'm catching people, which is weird having both male and female crouches <laughs> somehow end up in your face <laughs> while you're trying to keep them from like hurting themselves, there was a point where I was near like the side speakers. Like If you're looking at the stage at the palace, which is dead now. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Pour out some liquor for the homies. <laughs> look, at the front, look at the front of the stage and you go to the right. That's where I was. Okay. And I it's I don't know why I was positioned there, but I was positioned there. Um, usually, I, with someone in my staff would be in the front, but I think I was just migrated there because I was just one of the stronger people, and that was a spot that needed a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind me, I see the lights darken, okay? In your peripheral vision, you kind of notice when the lights kind of yeah, darken Yeah, you can see the bit. shadows behind yeah, 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 you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turned around, and I see three people. Average height, 6'2", okay? Two females and a male, okay? Okay. The male is in the middle, and it's Gene Simmons. At a Smashing Pumpkin show? At a Smashing Pumpkin show. Wait, (laughs) what? Well, the man travels, and if he likes a band, who's to say he doesn't go somewhere where the girls he wants to hang out with are? And in this case, there were two six-foot women in... If I remember correctly, I mean, my memory could be a little revisionist history. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, the two things I know, one was one was blonde and one was dark. One was jet black and one was blonde. Mm-hmm. One was wearing white. And I can't remember if the one wearing white was the black haired or the white haired. But I know they were both over 6'2", in like platform heels. And neither one of them was Shannon? Neither. <gasps> and they were smoking hot. Gene would never cheat. Of course, oh, of course not. Of course not. His wife's doing movies where she could be doing the diddle. Of course. Why would he cheat? Doing the diddle. So anyway, <laughs> he is standing there between these two women. And at one point, like uh, Corbin, what's his name? Billy, Billy Corgan. Yeah. He looks down at them and points. And Gene Simmons does the tongue, tongue thing. No. Yes. No. I was right there for the like. <laughs> Oh my God! It's as long as they say it is. Yeah, like he he did this thing. It goes out like a fork, like a snake. It's like a snake. And then he curls it up, like you know when a dog yeah. yawns. Yeah. And like the tongue goes down. It's like as long as my low. arm. Yeah. Well, he did that, and oh. I was like, Oh my God! Like those girls know exactly what's coming <laughs> to them, or it's already happening. They're gonna do it again later. What? But the whole point is these two women yeah. were standing at his side, and the I remember the blonde specifically. They're both wearing like mini skirts that are well north of the midpoint of their thigh okay and his hand is disappeared oh n- come on oh dude it's gone his and he, he's a big Yuck. dude that hand was gone bro like, on, I, it was underneath that tiny skirt and it was invisible from Ugh. the rest up and i was like oh my like this is happening right here yeah i was like who am i gonna tell this story to well you found the place congratulations <laughs> me homeboy do you think that uh, gene and shannon have like a contract I don't not, think a, I, not only a financial contract, but a contract that says, hey, Gene can do whatever he wants and you can't okay. publicly, ca- you know, 
criticize I think him. Before they got married and whatever comment. Wait, law, they did get married? Yes, because I told you earlier. Spoiler remember, alert, thanks a lot. I told you earlier <laughs> that they are man and wife now, which yeah, shocked that is me because the article said he was he, she was his wife. Yeah. But when they were just dating, I'm sure there was an understanding that they will do what they do, and when they're together, they're together. In fact, I think wow. I even heard that in an interview, but don't quote me on that. That's just a guess. But mm-hmm. the point, I keep saying what the point is. The thing <laughs> is here is that they are together even still after a lifetime of that, which leads you to believe and to understand that the dynamics of people's relationships are different depending on the careers that they have, the people that yeah. they know, the lives that they lead. And in some cases, you know, a guy like Gene just has to go to a Smashing Pumpkin show and smash I would never. Hey, 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 hey! I would never guess that Gene. Sim- I mean, I guess you don't know everyone's personal tastes and pleasures. I guess, but right. I would never guess that Gene Simmons was a Billy Corgan or Smashing Pumpkins fan. Well, the thing- I mean, this was peak '90s, though, right? When- right, but I mean, when you look at artists, like I got a, I got a buddy of mine who is in a pop band. His mm-hmm. Pop band is looking to do all types of things, um, and they make amazing music. That yeah, I'm not embarrassed to say that I like. Yeah. They love Bring Me the Horizon. Like the right. lead singer and him as lead guitarist love, love Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. So when these boys and Young Pioneer yeah. are talking about music, they talk about rock and metal. But the music that they make is different. When you go to Nashville, and this is what shocked me. I thought Nashville was like the Christian contemporary music and country music capital it's not? of the world. It is. But it's also the mecca for all people who play music. So yeah. you will find R&B and hip hop. You'll find blues and jazz. Mm-hmm. You'll find rock and alternative. And they are all there. They're talking about making songs together. They're making songs together. Yeah. And they're promoting songs, sometimes, most times separate, but also uh, but also together. Right. Because people who are in the music industry, like in the end, it's what, A to G? And yeah. they all know these chords, A right. to G. It's and the it, same four chords exactly. for every it's song. Like sometimes yeah. you plug it in, sometimes you put it on a banjo, sometimes you play it on a piano or a flute or whatever, mm-hmm. and sometimes you put some sass on it, sometimes it's straightforward, sometimes you do the jing, jing, a jing, a jing, jing, a jing on your acoustic guitar, yeah. but you're all fans of music in general, which is why when you talk to musical artists, like what they enjoy listening to, like you can't talk to them at a show. Yeah. Because at a show, they're pretty much going to, they understand that you're there for the genre that you like. Mm-hmm. So they can can't like get they can't tell you how much they enjoy listening to Mozart. They can't talk to you about how much they love listening to Right, Migos. it's in the moment. Right. Yes, it's in the moment. They're going to talk about the rock bands they know you like because they want to keep you as a fan and not confuse you. When they go and talk to other bands, yeah. Oh my god, like the CD cases are but fascinating. Th- well, CD cases. How did I date myself? Right <laughs> the tape deck. The tape Oh my god. <laughs> but I think it's also it's separating work from play. Like in in this instance right here, you know, I work for a CHR Top 40 station, and that is my bread and butter. But my personal enjoyment is obviously rock. Yes. And that's why it's great to work in radio in the sense to where, like, I can wear a metal T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You can wear, you could literally, if you wanted to, I knew a guy who wore, who wore sweatpants to work every single day or wore pajamas. And that, to me, is, like, a little too far on the spectrum of professionalism. Dude, I, I could, <laughs> I could, if you wore pajamas yeah. and or sweatpants to this building, yeah. I would be clowning you every yeah. day available. There's a certain limit. Like, we uh, we work in a place to where it's casual Friday every day for us. We could wear, like, you and I wear the same stuff every day. It's usually yes. black T-shirt, jeans, boom, it's done. Yes. You know, and you don't get yelled at for it. No. But... At the same time, we work in an industry to where you can be on a format that you kind of enjoy or you could be on a format that you love and, and do a little bit of both. And that's yeah. that's where, you know, this whole podcast came along, man. Like, I'm I'm blessed that we're doing it because it's, you know, it's something that we pick up some traction. We get some people listening. And next thing you know, 
We're telling them, I'm wearing underwear to work, and you can't do nothing about it. Right? Isn't Man, that how it goes? When no? we are in underwear to work day, <laughs> I look forward to all the zeros in those checks. All the zeros. All, all the zeros. zeros. All those commas, all those zeros, all those, like, get off my chair moments. Man, I can't wait. That would be beautiful. You're acting like this is a sense of reality, like we're both going to blow up into Ryan Seacrest stars and be limoed to work every day. Well, let's be clear. I believe I deserve that because I think I'm amazing. I put in my time. Thank Put in my time. No, I'm just amazing. Okay, I deserve that because I'm amazing. But I can't wait for the day where I'm at a point. And see, that's another thing about getting old, bringing it full circle. Mm -hmm. That the whole point of living this life is this: that when you get old, you don't have to be beholden to anybody. You figured your stuff out. Yeah. You know where your lanes are. You know what you want. You. I'm forty years away from that, though. No, you're not. That's you, so far away. You believe it, but it's like you just start the work now. Yeah, going but, to the gym is a good start. Well, yeah, but I want to get to the age of oldness to where I can steal bananas from the grocery store and ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. Man, well. That's 60, 70 years old when that starts happening. In, or you just have a mental disease and yeah, a that is true. who just yeah. says, no, this is just what Jeez, thanks for making it depressing. Jeez, You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> On that note, we're wrapping up the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Art and Span Show. We're going to do uh, two next week, so plan on two uh, every single week for the rest of time uh, until we start getting paid millions, and then we'll do them whenever we feel like, because we're in our underwear. In our underwear. We're really old. We're and stealing bananas. <laughs> we're going to be uh, doing social media uh, stuff coming up next week, too. We're, we're just getting this stuff all together. We wanted to see if we could make it through, too. And uh, we made it. So we'll have uh, two a week for the remainder of our lives. Could you imagine being 80 years old? I remember when I was talking about Cradle of the Filth and those guys aren't even around. <laughs> You'll still be talking about Cradle of Filth present tense, but yeah, it don't matter. That is true. That is true. That At that point, every day is present tense. That's, that's right. That's all you remember. <laughs> Make sure that you subscribe to the uh, RSS feed, and uh, we're going to be putting it on all the outlets pretty soon. We'll have yep. social media up next week, uh, two episodes next week, too. Uh, I've said that a million times. We're done. Have a great weekend if you're listening to this on Friday, whenever you are, and uh, peace and love. <laughs>